Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today we have part three of our series, Workplace Harassment, a page from Machiavelli's book. Let's pick up where we left off. So Paul, let me ask you this, and, and obviously I think I know the answer, but when, when you're an individual and you're facing an organization that has written its own policies, studies its own policies, creates you know education on its policies, what kind of multiplier does that place on the imbalance when the harasser is backed by the organization that knows these policies and can cite them and use them in ways that, you know, they, that, you know, an employee may not, okay, on page 605, paragraph two, you know, I have to bring in a sick leave note if I'm gone more than three days in a row, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, that goes on and, and the incredible imbalance that this gives to those who, you know, have the better command of the policies. It's difficult. That that's where what that's where the psychology comes in. Um, mm -hmm. because it's all the fine, it's all the fine print that we we overlook, obviously. We can't read that 700 page manual. Um, the mental preparation that the harasser needs is there because he's been preparing for all this. Right. So somebody wrote that 700 page manual and, uh -huh. and that 700 page manual is because uh, of this shell, of this shell organization that, that, that corporation, that entity, that organization mm -hmm. is building up so that if there are any accusations, they could actually defend themselves and, and, and push everybody out that they don't need or is working against them. Uh, and that's what John was talking about you know, with, with these made up, stories to, to to accuse somebody of right. having done something that that they did not do um it, it they're truly protected within a shell and and nobody could penetrate or i should say it's extremely difficult to penetrate to the point where most people will just throw their hands up in the air and then and they'll quit they'll leave and they say it's not worth it i don't have the money to to to, to sue somebody or do something mm -hmm. anything about it so i will leave and unfortunately i just got to look out for my best interests. i have my children i have my house i have my mortgage yep. i got my family i i can't afford to do that yes um, so it, it's very very important to understand when the, these these manuals defending these shell organizations mm -hmm. are extremely difficult to break through extremely difficult and very expensive at the same time yeah and 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 I want to throw in there too that you can bet once um once these organizations or individuals find a loophole in their policy that's been used against them they'll be rewriting that next week. Of course it'll be they'll don't lose it this time but it'll be rewritten yep. and they'll do it next time and there goes the fox. Yep. Uh, and when I think when I when when a fox comes to mind, I have kids. So obviously, when you think of a fox, I think, I think of Pinocchio. I'm Italian, and mm -hmm. and <laughs> you know, Pinocchio that just came out, and you got the cat and the wolf, the cat and the fox. Yeah. And, and fox is key in these policies, in these systems, in these organizations of harassment because you really have you do have to hunt like a fox, and eventually you figure out how the fox works. Yeah. And, and you're very sly. Sly is the key word uh, in in harassment. Uh, the the more sly you are, the better harasser you are. But it all comes down to one thing: knowing the rules. If you yeah. know the rules and you learn the rules of, of how to go to war, you, you're most probably going to win it because you knowing isn't half the battle. Knowing is more than half the battle with the yeah. harasser. But the mm -hmm. harasser knows who they're harassing and how they could harass them uh, in a certain way. Because it's just not about sexual harassment. Uh, they're 
there's so many the, the discrimination and, and, and there's so many psychological. So the harasser understands very clearly the rules of that specific game and approaches it in such in, in the in the best way he or she knows how to. Um, yeah. And yeah. and that I mean, I, to me, it makes perfect sense when I bring it back to Renaissance Florence with the Medici family. So it's like saying going back to Chicago with Al Capone, going back to New York City with John Gotti. It makes perfect sense because they knew the system. They knew the rules and they're playing the game by those rules that they think they're going to get what they want. Yeah. And Paul, I, I would imagine too, there's, so w what we've been talking about in this line of the discussion is the formal mechanisms, you know, the formal structure of the organization, the formal rules and of the, of, of the old mobsters, you know, there's that formal element, but then there's the, the the other half of harassing and and keeping your maintaining your power is having those mechanisms to skirt your own structure, you know, off the books, so to speak, right? I mean, and if you have those uh, like like those methods, in this case, uh, this doctor didn't really want to use his vacation time in the, the the appropriate way, and so he just did what he wanted to do and. Enlisted everybody else to sort of just you know look turn a blind eye, even though it wasn't part of the manual. You know, it, it goes against policy, and you know, but he had these mechanisms in place to ensure that he can just ignore the the what's on the books and make it so it's not well, on the books. And and was yeah. he ignored? I mean, it, it was ignored. Many, I'm assuming again. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm an art historian, so you, yeah. I'm I'm the ignorant guy on 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 harassment in, in the work field today. Uh, but when he's doing whatever he wants or she's doing whatever she wants when they shouldn't have it, everybody's closing that one eye, right? Not saying anything about it. There, to me, that looks like fear. There's a fear yep. factor involved. Yep. Um, and and Big time. and imposing fear <clears throat> on other people is awesome if you're the harasser. Uh, and, and, and it must be done. Uh, I'm, I'm quoting you again from – Machiavelli's point of view. Now, Machiavelli himself, because many people say, well, Machi we, get, we got the adjective, right? You, you could be Machiavellian. Uh, so, and we all understand that word. And it's not a compliment when somebody calls you Machiavellian. Yeah. But Mr. Machiavelli, uh, Niccolò Machiavelli, wasn't a bad guy. Uh, he was just into politics and he wrote a very shrewd manual with the ABCs of what to do if you want to become a prince. Uh, yeah. He was married. He had six kids. He had a wife. He had a family. He just loved politics. And he wrote a manual for very, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but the prince was written for a specific reason. Uh, it was really to save his butt and try to get a, a job back that he wanted 500 years ago. Uh, but fear imposes things on people and fear is necessary mm -hmm. because by you doing what you want when you're not supposed to be doing it and nobody say anything about it, his ego just grew and he mm -hmm. knows how much more he could push everybody around. Yeah, and right. that I'm, I'm going to take an, an extreme Machiavelli writes that fear is good. And when it's not, when you think it's, it's working, but you're not sure hurt somebody physic. Well, he's saying physically hurt somebody. So kill a few people so, and, and kill a few people of your, <laughs> the crazy part is kill a few people of your own. He says, kill your own people. Uh, because fear will be inst instilled in them now, and and that will make them respect you. Respect you, it, you can interpret that any way you want. The respect could be, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm not going to say anything about it because he did something during that time off that he shouldn't have been doing. He should be, he shouldn't have been playing golf on that week. You know, he should right. be home sick, you know, with a fever. But 
if you know you could do, you get away with that, now you're stepping it up a notch. And you, you've done many things. You've installed fear in people. You've quieted them. You've suppressed them. Uh, your, your greed is going to go up. Your ego is going to go up. So like so many different factors have been taken up one level, one notch, just because, no, you know, nobody said anything about you taking that day off and you went golfing instead of being homesick. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's quite simple and quite clear in Machiavelli's head. And just to put my two cents about Machiavelli, he was a good, he was a good guy. I mean, he, he was married. He had a family. He had a kid. He wanted a job. He, he just wrote this manual because it wasn't new news. It was just a little bit out of the box to write it at a time where 100% of Europe, well, 99% of Europe was Roman Catholic. And you're not supposed to be acting this way. So it is kind of strange to have a manual written in the vulgar language, vulgar language being Italian, your modern day Italian. Because if it was an elite book for smart people to read, then it should have been written in Latin. And he actually decided to follow his his peer, I guess, Dante, that he never met because he was 200 years before him. But he said, Dante wrote in Italian and I'm going to write in Italian so that everybody could read this book. Uh, so it, it's not something just for the elite. It's a book that everybody should read. And Paul, was was he writing in Italian? I mean, that was a very conscious decision. It wasn't like he flipped a coin. I mean, why did he do it? Did he want no, this no, no. to a broader audience? He did that on purpose. He yeah. did that on purpose. He did a broader audience. Uh, it was written in 1513. Uh, and if you think about that year, it's kind of neat. You got Michelangelo around. My, you know, America's 20 years old. So you got mm -hmm. potatoes and tomatoes and tobacco and vanilla coming into um, you know, Europe from America. There's so many new things coming in during that time. Um, Michelangelo's David is being moved. Uh, Michelangelo's about to go down to the Sistine Chapel. There's so many cool things going on, but all those happenings at that same, listen, you could only discover America if you got somebody building you a boat and, and paying you to leave and risk <clears> your life. Uh, you're building the most famous, you're sculpting the most famous statue in the world because somebody's paying you to do it. It's, it's a pretty big event. Uh, all these things have an epicenter in Florence which tells you there's money and where there's money, there's greed and where there's greed is going to be ego, you know, egocentric people and with egocentric people, you get capitalism with capitalism, you get vices and with vices, you get evil people who are going to harass people to get what they want. So the, the domino effect in my head, when John had asked me to do this, I saw a logical domino effect. Like from this comes, this comes, this comes, this comes to, to the harasser that we have today. I get it. I, I was just a little concerned about, if I had anything to say, but I obviously do. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, like the 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 whole the whole idea that that Machiavelli wasn't a bad guy. I mean, that sort of resonates a lot in in this particular case that I'm looking at because maybe the the practice head himself is probably he's a, he's a he's a head case to say the word. He's probably not a good guy, but the other co-conspirators are not bad people. They're just caught in a situation. And even the, even the people above the practice head, you know, his bosses, just they're now so deep in a cover up that they didn't really intend to get into. And right. you know, they're just stuck. Mm -hmm. So let me um, let me ask both of you this question. And, you know, I've worked in corporate medicine, too. And one of the jokes, um, you know, when you're there is that, uh, you know, doctors who ride, rise to um, levels of leadership um, are appropriately promoted uh, to their level of ineptitude. And when you think about that, there, there is um, uh, a, a spot in The Prince 
where it talks about be sure that your officers are weaker than yourself. You do not want them too smart. You do not want them independent. You do not want them thinking their own thoughts because those will the kind that will rise up and challenge the rest of the leadership above. And, um, you know, John, maybe you can talk about if you see any of that in, you know, the the article you're working on. And then, Paul, um, I mean, is this just common sense? I mean, you don't want to be outsmarted by the people that are beneath you. I mean, what, what, how do we interpret that? You know, hire weak officers is, is what Machiavelli said. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, hard for me to answer in, in, in one sense, John, just because I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the other folks in in the, as well um, sure. in, in in this drama. So uh, I would imagine some of these physicians are pretty competent with, at their jobs. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe weak in the sense that uh, they they just don't want to fight the machine. Uh, right. In that sense, I mean, and and, and mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'd call them weak because I, I don't know if I'd have the resolve to. Uh, have HR tell me I'm crazy in the gaslighting, you know, don't, don't forget about that. The gaslighting is a big yes. part. Of it. Uh-huh. You know, it, HR tells uh, this dermatologist that she imagined things, she made things up or mm-hmm. she took things out of context, or this is this person's, uh, it's just this person's humor. It's not really a, yeah. it, it, it was just a joke. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to, who wants to be hurt, told that, I mean, you know, who wants to to be put in a situation where all the people that are supposed to protect you aren't good or could do the opposite? Right. And yeah, that's so pretty overwhelming. In that sense, like, are are these other people weak? Uh, you know, it's it's subjective, subjective, I suppose. But uh, personally, the, what's what's not subjective is, is the others don't have the resolve to stage a revolt, a coup, and well, they didn't until uh, recently, where everybody, not because of what happened to this dermatologist, but everybody for other reasons decided. We've had enough, and they they at least got this this person's uh, removed from being the practice head. Right. Uh, that right. took about 15, 20 years, and it took a lot of you know malfeasance. A lot of resources. Yeah, and yeah. resources. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. For more about dealing with workplace harassment, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And if you're a work comp professional, try RateFast Workers' Compensation Impairment Report Service at rate-fast.com.